0: Value she's Brianna Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Today, we're going to think about end of year parties. What we want to talk about today is the resourcing and responsibilities around organising the end of year parties and how important that might be and how important it is perceived as an activity, but also about the resourcing of your business, your organisation during that period of time. We often, I think, tend to think of it as a winding down to the end of the year. And I know that I've got a a little local fellow who, from about October onwards, whenever he sees me and he's heading across towards the pub, I'll say, how are you going, Ronnie? And he'll say, winding down for Christmas, darling. winding down for Christmas. So I think some some of us start to, to think in about October that we are winding down for the end of the year. But are we, in fact? Is that the quietest time for our business or do we just assume it because if we go right back to school days, that was our our time of change, our time of transition, if you like. And so it was the longer period of time where we had holidays, where we had a break from our, our normal routine. But is that the case in the organisation or the business that you're in at the moment? And I know for a lot of people it's not the case, I and mean, it is their busiest time, and it is the time when no one can take holidays, and everyone else appears to be on holidays or appears to be in holiday mode. So we want to talk about all of those things around resourcing
1: as it comes towards the end of the calendar year. Totally agree about, in most cases, it certainly is not the quietest time. Many, many places i worked and a lot of you would relate to the fact of what Kim just said, it's the busiest time. Because when you think from a customer's perspective, I don't think they want to hear, I went to do my shopping at David Jones and guess what, they were winding down, (laughs) I didn't get served, that wouldn't be very good. Or I rang up the call centre for whatever i'm doing and again they said oh no they only got three staff because they're winding down that will not work at all i have to say (laughs) at this point
0: that it just reminded me of about a week ago i went into a government organization and i gave the details of the inquiry i wanted to make and the person behind the counter said oh you've just dropped in at lunchtime and i thought Yes, that's right. It's my lunchtime too and this is the only time I've got to do this particular activity. But it was my fault that I had come in at their lunchtime
1: and Mm -hmm. so there was only one or two people available. So when we're talking about resourcing, I think if you look at the total organisation wherever possible, particularly the medium-sized organisation, a lot of people are multitask. So one area, it truly might be the damn time for it. I know in the construction industry there's certain parts, like you can order the material but it won't arrive and because of that the actual work can't be carried out, for example. If that's the case, then is it time for them to do things that you normally struggle for time for? So work on the design stage of the building with the designer, etc., do the paperwork. That can be true for any organisation where possible, is to get one team to help another and vice versa. So when somebody has more time than the others, people are either multi-trained or, if you like, it's an opportunity for people to grow their skills. So you're training them to grow their skills and their careers and in this environment give them the opportunity to actually work there, but they must be trained because they've got to help and not be trainees at the time of peak time that that's the thing with resourcing the other thing is is absolutely managing your leave roster so that people aren't having leave yes you try to meet the individual's needs but it's also got to be the organization needs so so don't let 90 percent of your workforce go on leave at once when you need them managing that on a division or unit level is important as well as an overall level.
0: And I think, too, that, that resourcing, you're looking at people who have other responsibilities outside of your organisation and as good as they might be at doing what you need them to do for the organisation and as committed as they are to the organisation, there are other considerations in their lives and they do need time off. Everybody needs a break from what they are doing, whether it's just that they move into another department or whether they have a break completely from the organisation but the planning and the resourcing over those periods of time that are peak requests times for leave should happen well and truly before that period of time is upon you so I would really encourage you to have all of that leave roster done now before October I think for me the October long weekend is always the turning point is that, that everything that needs to be done for the period December, January and maybe two weeks into February is is planned and organised before the October long weekend. And I talk about that in terms of New South Wales. So that's the first weekend in October for those of you who are not in New South Wales. Even to the point, I will say, where my Christmas shopping was done, always done before the October long weekend. Because I didn't want to get a few reasons, I didn't want to get caught up in the crowds that happen in the shops at that period of time so and I didn't want to pay the extra that seems to happen automatically from the first of December the prices go up until the sales happen. I don't enjoy being out in crowds like that and trying to get things done and it gave me an opportunity to think more carefully about the people I was buying for and I would actually set myself a task. And I, I know it sounds terribly structured and organised and almost clinical. But it also gave me a whole lot of enjoyment because 1st of July, beginning of the financial year, Mm. was was the start. I would do the list of people that I was buying for that particular year and then every week someone had to, to be ticked off the list. So I had a week to think about each person and to source what I was going to get, whether I bought it online, which I do a lot of these days, or whether I went out and had a look or whether I had seen something previously and went back and revisited that and got it when I was much younger and I had lots of children to buy for at the same time in terms of the family, I would actually start lay-buying the toys and I would go to the sales at that particular time and lay by for all of the kids on the list and then sort out what I bought in terms of when I was thinking about that, that present for them. So by the time October came around, I was pretty well covered for everything. What that meant then, the second part of it, was that my head was clear of stresses about what, where are we going to eat, where are we going, what are we doing at this particular time of the day or with all of the other activities that happen around family life, I could structure my calendar and then I could structure my work time so that I was still focused on work right up until the time that I actually took a day or two off to do all the, the, the family activities. So it meant that I felt that I was giving my resources as evenly as possible over all of those activities that I felt needed to be done at that particular time. Now, as I say that, I realise that some of you are not as heavily involved in Christmas activities as I might be, but it, the, the system works regardless oh. of what activities you're looking at. That it, It's all about planning and preparation
1: and focus and managing your time i agree with planning i'm just not good at it as it comes to christmas shopping you just (laughs) love shopping (laughs) no I, I, (laughs) i don't really because i'm very good at outsourcing that bit now that takes me to the to the next thing which is when you are planning think beyond your own resources so you can think nationally sometimes there is peaks in some states and not in others, and how you can supplement and help each other because you've got the skill set and what they need. You can take that to a regional, another country, another state, uh, sorry, uh, whether it's a region or globally, depends on your organisation. Again, they have many, many benefits to those sort of planning. It is creating a bigger network, absolute teamwork across boundaries and career growth, um, learning to work in your own country and in other countries people would love to get that exposure now I can hear a lot of you screaming out cost 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 and I think if you plan it ahead that can be part of your budget it can be planned so that it's done well it should you, be planned you know it's going to happen yes it comes every year And and not only that but you can if you plan ahead you can get certain accommodation as a if you've got the buying power etc cetera, etc cetera. so again the planning is the key and if you keep at satisfying your customer shareholder and most importantly your people so this is where i just want to focus on what's in it for them why should they stay working in your organization and not go somewhere else to get these uh, experiences.
0: The other thing that comes to my mind in terms of resourcing is for many of you who have graduate recruitment campaigns and graduate recruits who come in, traditionally in my day, and it may well have changed, but in my day we did the interviews towards the end of the university year. So we usually had made our choices and our decisions by the beginning of December, But we didn't actually appoint people and get them to start until the end of January. And there was absolutely no reason for that other than that is what has always been done. Here is a time where if you are busy and you've got resources that you've already selected for your organisation, now I understand that it may be that they won't have their mentors, their, their training program, all of those things in place. But you do have a month or six weeks where they're ready to work willing to work, they've finished their university, they've had their their time of other kind of lifestyle, they're ready to work in the workforce because they've applied and and you've selected them, take them on and get them used to the organisation. Let them get a feel for the organisation in a time where it is working in a way that can show them how you manage your people, how you look after your people, and then you've got them with a little bit of grounding By the time they're ready to take on
1: their traineeship or their management role. it's good. I think we should talk a bit now about the the party aspect. Yes,
0: (laughs) let's have a party.
1: And I think sometimes we forget that it's just an event and there's all the hard work that's got to go in it on top of everybody's work. The purpose of these things is celebrating and that is very exciting and it's got to come from the top as a celebration have people being involved in it. Some organisations have a division responsible for it or a person, an events manager, etc. No matter what you have or you don't have, it's fantastic to do two things. One is make sure each area of your organisation is represented by someone who can be that person that represents and both bring in ideas and take back Feedback both ways on and in the planning stages, and make sure that you don't always have the same people. Get a mix of experience, been there and done it, as well as new ideas, and that way it makes sure either other ways make sh- the, the the thing that makes things work is to have if you like a sponsoring person or committee that is really the cheerleaders, and they have to be from senior ranks that says yes go get that yeah try that that will be good etc I think that enthusiasm and always raising the bar from last year would not necessarily the budget because everybody goes oh only got that much budget imagination you've got so many people in your organization they all had exposure to experiences here and overseas they all can come up with ideas where they've been what they liked what they didn't like how can you do things that will not cost any more, but it'll give a fresh way of celebrating.
0: I can go back to an example of when we both worked together in a particular organisation and that year the, the organising committee didn't have the resources to have the, the kind of party that perhaps the organisation had been used to having in the past. Because they didn't have the resources, they became resourceful. Yes. And so what they did was determine that, perhaps within the organisation there were enough people with talent who could provide some entertainment. And so instead of a Christmas party, we had a concert. And it was the first time that for many of us that we had seen one of the very, very senior managers play music from a saw. And it's a memory that remains with me from all of those years. It was 30-plus years ago and it was just so unbelievable to see a senior manager doing something so outside of his normal role that we we expected to see him in that was entertaining that he obviously enjoyed and there were all these other people in the organization some of whom I had no idea of that had talent that we had never even thought about so it's about being resourceful it's about looking at what is an appropriate celebration, as Fuliana says, for the the activity or the work that you've done as an organisation over the year. It's not a competition between sections, although you might have sectional gatherings as well. But also I want you to consider that if it is not the right time, then don't do it at this time of the year because people will get stressed about the work that still has to be done or people will have to miss out because they have to be on duty because of whatever service you're providing. So have it at some other time of the year and make that decision and that activity well known in advance of time so people don't think, oh, what's happening about the the party? You know, where are they going to have it? It's always at the wrong time. I always have to work. Don't let it be marred by all that negativity. Instead, make a decision to have it outside of the usual time that the rest of the business world seems to be doing it and have it at a time that suits the organisation. You can still make it a Christmas party, you can still still have great fun and great activity, but have it at a time that suits the organisation. So it might be that you have it in August or September or it might be that you have it in March. It doesn't matter when it is so long as it's a celebration and it's inclusive of everybody within the organisation.
1: With the parties, some organisations have staff only and what I mean by staff only, like yeah, you might have their partners, etc., but not their customers um, slash clients slash shareholders, but in some cases you do if you having a party that includes the external suppliers, clients, etc, most people tend to think the people that host such a thing are the front facing staff, the ones that normally meet with the customers I beg to differ on that I think a mix is good I think a mix of having front facing middle office and back office who are always serving the customer because if you're not serving a customer you're serving someone who is serving a customer so in that regard you have to be there and meet and greet and and make it an occasion if you're in that situation you're always on duty but let me take you now to the staff only with their partners, you're also on duty. There are certain behaviours and confidentiality and you are there in a a business function and again, certain behaviours are expected. You're not in your own backyard and you have your own rules about what happens in your background. You're in your backyard here, you are representing your business, you're here as a member of that company and you should behave appropriately.
0: And it's also about the conversation that you have. You don't just congregate and all talk about work and lead the poor old partners to one corner to talk about what it's like to be partnered with someone who works in this organisation <laughs> because that's really not entertaining for everyone or anyone. Uh, it is, as Fuliana says, about appropriate behaviour, appropriate conversation and enjoying the moment. You know, you're know, you there to celebrate, celebrate the fact that you're with this organisation, that another year has been completed for the organisation and that for the partners, they get an insight into the people that you've talked about when you come home. I think we've probably covered the uh, party activity and the resourcing, particularly for the end of the year. Of course, we're open to invitations. If any of you would like to ask us to (laughs) your Christmas parties or your celebrations, we'd be happy to put that under consideration in the social calendar. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.